Hi, this is Matt Delahunty, and I took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith in us. Coming at you from Winter Wonderland, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I'm never donating money to anyone collecting for a marathon. They just take the money and run. (laughs) Joining me as usual is a team that will tell you, for people to walk on you, you must first lie down. That's actually true. That's like true. She'll fight a bear for you. Not a grizzly, mind you, but one of those son of a bitch Care Bears. Sure, Nancy. Oh, wow. Poke him in the eye. Care Bears. Care Bear, no care. And she went to a seminar on how to withhold orgasms. Nobody came. Christina. I am a pro. (laughs) I truly am. And both her leg bones hate God. They are blasphemers. Kristen. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, and he wishes his head had Bluetooth. Dominic is here. <laughs> hey, little buddy. <laughs> oh, that would Hello. be so nice having Bluetooth straight to your head. I mean, it'd be helpful, but not in the sense where you couldn't take it off every now and again. Anyway, guys, welcome back. Hope you guys had a great week in the snowy wonderland that is Canada. The snow Walking was in Orange Wonderland. Yes, the, it the really is winter. It really is winter. Yeah, it was winter about the time we should expect spring. We waited all winter <laughs> for winter to actually get here. Well, people always think winter is December. December is like no. still fall. It's the yeah, beginning yeah. of winter. Yeah. February? Yeah, that's when you're you still fall. It's unusual for us to have winter in February. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. the groundhog had a little bit of Not for me because mm. I'm from back east, so I know winter. Um, <laughs> we don't. So we today really don't. we'll be talking to one of the guys from the Godless Heathen podcast. <laughs> Yeah. So that should be really fun. Sick. But first, let's do a bit of our chit-chat. Uh, remember our friend from Australia, Paul? Yes. Oh. yes. Well, he wrote in again. Oh, hi, Paul. Um, the Paul, Paul, uh, he's, he, he apologized. He didn't want to seem pedantic. No, hey, be pedantic. Um, and no, but he's not. Uh, and he, he called out one of my mistakes again. Oh, fantastic. Uh, well, last week, we spoke about uh, how the uh, there was a polar bear invasion in Russia. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I mentioned out of... The corner there said, "Hey, uh, you know, kind of like in Churchill." Yeah. But I added Churchill Falls. Oh. I meant to just suggest Churchills, but I added Falls for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, Churchill's Falls is a different place. Churchill, Manitoba is the place that's. I didn't even catch that you said Falls. I know. My brain just so now. I I had to go back and listen to the show. Said, "Did I really say that?" And I did. So Paul Cal caught it, and thank you, Paul, for listening as usual. So we we now have our own fact checker. (laughs) (laughs) We went out to. I have to hire Paul and actually pay him a wage or something. <laughs> so thanks we'll again, pay Paul. Pay him in love. Yes. Okay. Free ninety nine. Did you guys hear that Mattel just released for the sixtieth anniversary for Barbie? They released astrophysicist Barbie. That is. I did hear about that. Yeah. Um, this is of course in conjunction with the National Geographic, and it's to inspire young young girls, obviously, to pursue more STEM research. Um, STEM field uh, yeah. uh, studies, uh, also with astronaut Barbie. That's awesome. Of course, it, cool. uh, Barbie was first released in 1959, I believe. So it's her yeah. 60th birthday. I had a lot of Barbies growing up. Yeah, they're trying to. <laughs> no, 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 you no. have no idea. I had an actual playroom, like oh. a room dedicated to Barbies. That would explain so much about you. Yeah. 
<laughs> Naked Barbie Woodstock. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. that's great to have a STEM yeah. Barbie where, where girls can, you know, they try to ha- focus. have a role model that actually... Yes, is, mm-hmm. which know, was always the point of Barbie. To, yeah, to contribute and to learn and to be... It was always know, the point of Barbie to begin world. with, to inspire young girls, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so they're trying to focus on science and occupation with where fields where there's way too few women. Mm-hmm. And yeah. good for Mattel for doing It so. definitely helps normalize... Um, women working in those fields to young girls yeah so when they grow up and they see women in them they're not like wait what mm-hmm. i thought only boys did that they're like no barbie did that so i can do it <laughs> exactly. yeah exactly barbie does everything okay did you guys mm. hear that the world biggest bee has been rediscovered in indonesia i saw that what? now they call this the wallace bee um Think of the size of a honeybee, how big it is. But this bee is as big as your thumb. It's so what? It's huge. Okay, but my thumbs are tiny. Okay, well, it's <laughs> for if you want, it's four to six centimeters long. Okay, that's a big bee. That's a and it's got these huge bee. mandibles. Uh, it hasn't been since uh, seen since 1981. Uh, it usually nests in termite mounds. Gross. And it was first ID'd by Alfred Wallace, which was the co-developer of the theory of evolution with Darwin. Termites. So, great. Yeah, no, no. There's it a chance makes, to save the uh, the insect, right? It, it makes you wonder how many other critters are mm-hmm. out there that are thought to have been mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ex- exactly. ex- extinct, extinct, but they're just out of out of reach. You know, where people can't see them. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of uh, small creatures, did you guys hear that they discovered a new? Tiny T-Rex species yeah. in North America. Yes. What? Especially in Utah. How did I not hear about this? Apparently the animal lived about 90, uh, 96 million years ago, and it was about the size of a deer. So think of a T-Rex, <gasps> but you can pet. You know? Oh my gosh, I want one. Yes. The T-Rex ain't going to do much if it's at a deer size. Yes. What, what size is this one that they found? Oh, it's about the size of a deer. Oh, so. Everybody can have one. Yeah, everybody when you, can when pet you say size, size of a deer, I'm assuming you mean like a white or black tail deer your typical when you think of a deer it's a deer like a mule deer actually you know it's just not 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 there are different size of deer but it's obviously not something that towers it's not the size of a moose (laughs) (laughs) okay we can establish that um did you guys hear that virgin galactic actually brought its first test passenger to space this week no, I just saw the headlines, but I didn't mm-hmm. read the whole story. Oh, it wasn't in that plane that yeah. just can barely touch the edge of space? Or yeah, they, they have a, they have a, spe- a specific craft called Spaceship Two, and this was the second attempt of Spaceship Two in, t- in 10 weeks, uh, and the fifth overall. Uh, they had pilot Dave McKay, and they have pilot um, uh, Mike Masucci, and uh, Beth Moses, so it's a woman on top of that. So the, uh, the the spacecraft had an apogee of 89.9 kilometers, which is 57.87 miles for our American friends, and it went at uh, 3.04 Mach speed. So Wonderful. close to the speed of light. Uh, three times the speed of sound. Three times the speed of sound. No, nowhere near the speed yeah, of light. Yeah, no, the speed of light is, <laughs> the speed of light is uh, very, very two fast. 29 million Something. Oh, I don't know the number exactly. Oh, the it's, all I know is... Well, like, we can look it up. Um, did you guys also hear that Hong Kong... When you think of Hong Kong, it's a big city. It's a uh-huh. world-class yeah. city. Uh, has a feral country. cow problem. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yes. You want to... Okay, hold up. Feral cow? please. A feral cow problem in Hong Kong. So is this like the outskirts of Hong Kong, or is it like everywhere? No, apparently, apparently there's over 1,100 roaming cows in the streets of Hong Kong. Hey, in the well, 
trying the, to make a living somehow. Areas? Apparently. Wow. Uh, and now the, 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 the cows are getting brazen enough that now they're entering food stores and they're helping themselves to the produce <gasps> section. Oh, I saw cows, that. Are, cows are not shy creatures. No. They, if they see food, they will go for food. <laughs> and ur- urban development is to blame, apparently. And now the uh, Hong Kong authorities are trying to scramble to find a solution to how to manage these cows. So that's going to be interesting to keep Did back to the Wild they, West. I, I mean, were they were they uh, abandoned by uh, uh, by dairies or farms? It could have been or? cows have escaped throughout the years. I don't know. Maybe. Bad you know, wow. And they'd be, now they're feral. So <laughs> you sounds like a good wild movie. cows. That sounds like a good movie to me. Yeah, it's wow. a good movie. Movie. <laughs> it's utterly unacceptable. Oh, come on with your puns. No, but they're amazing. I thoroughly appreciate them. Yeah. As someone who works in the dairy You're industry. just going to milk this joke for all Five points to Nancy for that one. All right. And last but not least, uh, did you guys hear that NASA, uh, NASA, 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 launched a Mars weather check service? So now you can check the weather on Mars. Yes. This is the insight, uh, which means the uh, interior exploration using seismic, uh, seismic investigation and geodesy and heat transport. Uh, it uses essentially a little robot that's near the equator on the Elysium uh, Planitia. Trying to say and that five times fast. Exactly. <laughs> so right now, as we speak... And let me pull this up here. Uh, the coldest uh, part of uh, Mars is 139 minus 139 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not going. Which is uh, minus 95 Celsius for us. No, no, and not going. The, the Lovely. Usually the warmest uh, will be about 23 Fahrenheit, which is about minus five. That's doable. Uh, yeah, that's, so, I, that's a good temperature. Yeah. I like that temperature. And I'm, and I'm checking the weather now. The, uh, the, today is the 24th, so they only have up to the 20th right now because, you know, they got... Wait a few days yeah, and then collect totally. the info. So on February 20th, the highs was 8 Fahrenheit, which is minus 13 for us. And the low was minus 139, which, of course, was minus 95. And what is, I, I'm so ignorant about this. What is the, what? What is the, what, what is the atmosphere like? Do they have um, snow? Do they have weather conditions? Uh, well, there's what? very little atmosphere on Mars. So there's, there's very tiny, so little, little air and a little wind, and that's about it. Okay, so uh, it's just the the, the the atmosphere doesn't change, the temperature changes, temperature but they changes. don't have weather related. They'll have dust devils okay. once in a while, yeah. but you know, not not enough to like snow and stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't think they have water, so kind of need water for snow. Mm-hmm. Well, they do, they do have water, but it's not not enough to you know you have to kind of melt the water mm-hmm. and yeah. have it. I don't know, but yeah, so this is quite interesting. Ex- ex- exactly. Perfect. Anyway, my dear Nancy, uh, so we're up here. and uh, You know, this is so funny because in your top um, chat today, we've had how many, how many items about space have we had? We've had that one. And then we had we had a couple. the the astrophysicist Barbie and Virgin going Galactic. to space. Yeah. Lots of, oh, is your top ten about space? So, just to show you how timely our top <laughs> ten can actually be, this is the nice. top ten things taken into space. There we go. Ooh. Ooh. A car. This is this Ooh, is pretty good. Oh come on! You're gonna bring that launch again? What? That was hilarious. That was, but apparently it blew up already. No, it didn't. Apparently, it's floating too close to the sun where they can't actually grab it. 
That's okay. Well, <laughs> it's drifted that far. Uh, well, apparently right now it's between <laughs> Mars and Jupiter somewhere. It's somewhere over there. It's anyway, not going to anyway. anyway, so here, We're not here we go. It. We always hear about, you know, what's happening in space, but I, I don't think there have been that many um, stories about what people have actually mm-hmm. brought into space and in some cases even brought back. Can, so can I guess top. what's going to be the top? Pardon? Can I guess what's going to be the top? You Bananas. can guess whatever your little heart A sandwich. Well, let's. We'll just going to see whether. I'm going to guess it's going to be a sandwich. We're going to see if that turns up or not. Sandwich. You're usually nope. good about guessing these things. So. <laughs> a sandwich. Full, just full, wait for what it. Are you talking yeah. about? She's well, usually Okay, hey. number ten was actually Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. <gasps> really? Oh. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah. It's beautiful. You say Luke Sky- yes. Skywalker's lightsaber is floating in outer space right now? No, it probably well, went with like an astronaut probably, to the International Space Station. NASA actually took it aboard one of the Discovery uh, missions to help celebrate the 30th anniversary of the release of the original Star Wars that film. That is so cool. And so that was in 2007. Yes. And um, they said they didn't play with it while they were in orbit. <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure they lied. Yeah, but <laughs> Liar. Yeah, the, the, the scuttlebutt oh. is that they secretly took their costumes and other sabers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, Somebody so. had to have dressed up but as they, they brought it back. Darth Vader. That yeah. would have been amazing. They brought it back, so it's, yeah. it's safely back on, on Earth. Number nine. This is kind of kind of weird. Cross spiders. And they really? personally, they, they bought these uh, cross spiders, which were aboard Skylab 3, early, 1973. Ooh, probably for scientific reasons. And it was a product reason. set up by a woman um, whose one. name is Judy Miles, and she actually was a student from um, Massachusetts who wanted to see whether the spiders would build webs in space, mm. and if so, what the webs would look yeah. like. So they were kept mm-hmm. in a box, similar to a little window frame, and voila, they built webs, and they were very similar to the ones they built on Earth. But it was noted that the silk was a little thinner than what hmm. they had on Earth. So that was kind interesting. of interesting. Yeah. yeah. This is how the alien facehugger started. Exactly. Yeah, oh, I mean, there, there have been a, a lot of experiments, but we never hear about oh, yeah, some true. of these like that one. It's okay, true. number eight, this is kind of traditional but fun, a family photo. Aww. Yeah. Well, Charles Duke Jr., who piloted the lunar module uh, on Apollo 16 in 1972, another That's early one, was the 10th person to walk on the moon. He was 37 years old, the youngest to walk on the moon, and he left a photo of his family on the surface Aww. of the moon. So it shows him and his wife and their their two sons, which That's is kind so of cute. nice. Yeah, it's so we've got a little somewhere. photo kind of like on the mantle mm. of, the, of the moon there. <laughs> Can you imagine um, if they had another kid and the kid's like, I got left off of the moon. Yeah, well, <laughs> could have been. I mean, the, oh, that was in 72. Dad, you have so to now go back up and put me in. <laughs> yeah, so now there were grandchildren that say that their parents' photos were on the moon. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool bragging Pretty rights. Pretty cool. Um, tardigrades. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know what tardigrades are? You know everything. Water bears. Water bears. The little tiny microscopic oh. animals. They're they the live toughest in moss. little creatures. They can they survive do. extreme temperatures down to mm-hmm. minus 450 degrees. I don't know whether that's Fahrenheit or centigrade, and up Both. to 350 degrees. So they can live without water for guess how long? Um, Four weeks. It's, no, no, it's like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. A decade. 
Uh, what? Oh, the and they can live to radiation. Yep. So they're pretty. They can survive boiling water. They're durable. But they actually can live up to two hundred. Yeah, years. and they've survived. They can survive in the vacuum of space. Yeah, they um, survived ten days. Yeah, uh, and, and came back. Yeah, they. Yeah, so they, they didn't leave like, them up there. They um they go into like a hibernation. Like they, um, trying to think of the right word. Hibernation. No, no, no. It's like it's like all the water gets sucked out of them. Um, they get dehydrated, vacuum. and basically, and then they're vacuum sealed for your freshness. Basically, <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're so fascinating. Tardigrades are like the most fascinating creature. I love them. That's they're cool. Neat. So number six is kind of interesting. Um, it doesn't sound interesting, but it is a little bit, and that's an iPod. So you'd think you'd be able to bring iPods into space because they're small and they're light. You can bring music and so space. forth. What do you but, mean? The, the, the standard batteries that come with iPods can't be used because oh. they're not certified. Uh. So NASA fit Ooh. the iPods <laughs> with battery packs that use AA batteries that are certified. I hope so, it was like a 130 gig one. Yeah, so, so they had put to all work the music out the technology. On. All the music. <laughs> all the music. Up. Number five. This is kind of neat. Tree seeds. Ooh. That was Apollo mission 14. A lot of these were the older ones. Mm-hmm. This was a 1971. Stuart Rusa, R-O-O-S-A, I hope that was the name. Rusa. He took more than 400 tree seeds in his kit. They orbited the moon, returned it safely to Earth, and the tree, the seeds included sycamore, redwood, pine, Douglas fir, which were germinated into seedlings and later planted around the United States. That and is so all over. cool. They were known as the moon trees. Did you ever hear oh, about I them? Oh, I have I love that, oh though. No, they're growing at the White House, the universities, botanical gardens, libraries, all over the Somewhere place. I don't safe. know whether we have any in Canada or not. That'd be interesting to, mm-hmm. to find out. Anyway, Google. They, they've yeah. grown up exactly the same way as real trees. Right? So well, being in space as seeds. No damage, no... That's really interesting. Morphed it's, it's, into anything weird or strange. <laughs> of course you need, you need uh, moon trees near the White House. You yeah. need all the vacuum of Donald Trump there. Exactly. <gasps> okay, number four... Christina, what's number four? Is it the sandwich? It's the sandwich. It's the sandwich. It's the sandwich. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what kind of sandwich? Is it a ham sandwich? Bologna. It was a corned beef sandwich. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I remember. It was a corned beef sandwich. John Young, the pilot on Gemini Three. This was in 1965. Look how good that, you are. Trivia. That's why he Gemini could sneak 3. it up because there wasn't good. Like that's right. He snuck it up. Yeah. But what he didn't know was that the breadcrumbs are a hazard because they are get a risk. into everything. Thing. that they clog up the <laughs> instrument panels. So he was given a reprimand yep. when he got back. But Yikers. It was, snuck up it was pretty well worth it. He snuck us Okay, in. number glorious. counting down to the top three. Three. Jellyfish. Number oh, three. What? They got jellyfish. jellyfish. Thousands <laughs> of them. They were probably the tiny 2, ones. 2,500 polyps that grew into Jesus. jellyfish. It's kind of it seems like it's kind of strange, but jellyfish are similar to humans because they orient themselves according to gravity. Mm. So uh, it turns out that they didn't really develop all that well, and the adult jellyfish had vertigo or dizziness Aww. once we're back on vertigo. Earth. So Poor you know, got to be careful what kind of young. Yeah. Uh, so it obviously not. Having gravity in that stage affected them. Yeah, their development oh, made, makes, impaired makes them sense. later in life because yeah. they don't have gravity to force them down. And on Earth, we have yeah. Gravity well, what it would have been is when they were developing, when they were growing, they wouldn't have had gravity 
like to orient themselves to learn which way's up and down right yeah so, so this is kind of fun number two because it brings our favorite country into the, the New Zealand the mix here Aussie a Leganaut I don't know what the that two is two Canadian teenagers Leganaut. from Toronto Matthew Ho <gasps> and Assad Muhammad recently sent oh. a Lego man oh. with a Canadian flag 800,000 feet into space that's magical they're 17 years old um, they brought a, a weather balloon cameras a video camera rigged it all together with a box and some glue launched it all into space oh I watched and that. the Legonaut floated back to earth using a homemade parachute wow it, it was up about an hour and a half it landed about 75 miles from the launch site huh. and they used mitt warmers to stop the equipment from freezing and everything worked perfectly so nice. it wasn't on a u.s spaceship yeah but, but these kids are magical space and it cost did uh 400 bucks so wow. this yeah, was two Matthew kids that oh and Assad muhammad you know from yeah. toronto hope you're you've got a career in yeah. astrophysics or space. yeah no astrophysics or engineering yeah. send some Good actual job. people up to space guys you guys are great send them side up to space <laughs> exactly. side note that's on youtube if you want to watch that i will okay here we go number one Three. a golden record this also of course. goes back to 1977 voyager. voyager one and voyager true two true they um they, they had a massive amount of information when they traveled through the solar system and eventually um both voyagers uh entered entered deep space and traveled they'll, they'll travel forever as, mm-hmm. as long as they they can go and each craft each voyager craft carries a 12-inch gold-plated copper disc. It's a phonographic record that contains images and sounds of the Earth. So it's still up there. Each disc has an aluminum jacket to protect it, a needle and instructions on how to play the record. There are 115 (laughs) images, including a solar location map, the word hello, spoken in 55 languages, a selection of music and other interesting stuff about the Earth, and that's probably the coolest things, and the hope is that aliens are going to find it and learn more about the Earth. The one thing I wonder is the instructions... How are they Probably pictures. done? And how can you assume that they're going to be able to see the pictures if they're pictures? Well, no, you, you can't. But you, you if said, you're sending a message into space, you, get, you got to pick a format, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, Why not all the formats, Kevin? Well, well, they, because you then know, you'd be sending like a thousand disks into space. I guess the thought is that they're not going to be able to interpret it, but they will see there's got to be something. I hate to say intelligent life on Earth, considering <laughs> where we are. There's know, some sort moment, of life. But at there's least there'll life. be some sort of struggling life. Yeah, we were able to send this out. I, I, That's right. I guarantee that when alien spacecrafts go near Earth, they lock up their doors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're that part of the galaxy. <laughs> yes, we're, we're the ghetto, you know, the right. Alabama of the universe. So, yes, what would, so. so what would any of you bring into space if you could? Yeah, I... You know me and my quirky sense of humor. What I was always wanted to do is you go on the moon and you bring a like a, a for sale realty sign <laughs> <laughs> on the moon and you just leave it there. <laughs> oh, I like I'd bring why? a TARDIS. 
<laughs> of course you would. Yeah, that's a good idea. Take a picture of the TARDIS on the moon. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, ever, you guys ever thought, you know, if you could, you know, get into a, lo- a launching point to space and just toss an object with the incredible, insane hope that somebody might alien life form would pick it up what would it be something a, a, a small dart. that you could just a dart <laughs> a dart with oh, a no, no. does it have to be small could it be well larger? something you can toss no what if a German not? stick grenade okay. <laughs> see I I would like I, could, I, I, would I, like I, I personally couldn't toss it but maybe someone else could okay well I would I would Donald Trump <laughs> no you're not allowed to pollute <laughs> outer space <laughs> I, I was thinking of something like a biology book an old biology book that basically explains all the biology that we have on the planet and just toss that and yeah. you know the toss images and I think it'd be great or you or an atlas or something like a that a Rubik's Cube what <laughs> <laughs> so you get aliens coming out here trying to destroy the planet just out of sheer frustration <laughs> you guys toss this at us you guys are gonna die now alright my dear Kirsten you have another brilliant moment for us yes I do Brought to you by religion. <laughs> bum, bum. All right. So do you guys remember that Jesus comic book that I talked yes. about a while back? Yeah. Yes. Well, it was canceled by DC after Aww. complaints that it was blasphemous to some Christians. Aww. But the creators want to resurrect the project with a new publisher. That, that's good. <laughs> the second coming series from DC imprint Vertigo was due to launch on March 6th, written by Mark Russell and illustrated by Richard Pace. Its story followed Jesus' return to Earth, shocked to discover what has become of his gospel, and he yeah. teams up with Sun Man, who is more widely worshipped than him. <laughs> Sun Man! <laughs> but the comics publisher has now told re- retailers that the series has been cancelled. The decision follows a 200,000 signature petition from anti-abortion, anti-LGBT, well, conservative compa- campaign site Citizen Go, calling on DC to pull the comic. Would DC Comics publish similar content about other religious leaders, such as Muhammad or Buddha? Didn't said they the do something about Buddha? The content is inappropriate and blasphemous. 200,000 about Muhammad Ali? No, I don't. Yeah. Oh, you know the funny thing is, I, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bet two hundred thousand dollars. I'll bet two hundred thousand dollars that none of these petitioners actually buy comic books anyway. Of course yeah. not. So, of course not. so yeah. they don't. They, so, what are they going to boycott there? You know, something they don't already buy already. The thing is, exactly. they don't want other people to have. Yeah, cars. that's the Christian way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. So I don't know. I question that number two hundred thousand, but yeah, it's okay. Well, no, there's that many Christians. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also people that are like, I don't like this. Fix it. So Russell told Sci-Fi Wire that he and Pace had requested that rights for the comic be returned to them after they were warned that requests for more significant changes would probably be on the way. And this is a quote. So I decided I would rather keep the story intact, he said. Nobody really wants a watered-down, one-size-fits-none version of this story. Yes. So they graciously agreed to let me have it back. Good we move. also Good want move. a publisher who can get it to fans in the near future, so we hope to be able to announce a new home as soon as possible. Patreon project. You know what's interesting? Patreon. If this had been Saudi Arabia, and someone had had a comic about... Um, Muhammad. Uh, Allah. Uh, uh, um, or Allah. Yeah, Muhammad. Hell, but yeah, they had, had a comic about Muhammad. And it, it, everything was exactly the same except it was Muhammad. Yeah. In the United States, we'd be saying, well, that's... that's yeah, awful. freedom I mean, of speech. Freedom and blah, of blah, speech. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, but because it's here, 
it's sort of accepted, but if it was totally reversed with another religion and another country, it yeah. would be freedom of speech and those poor people you're, you're absolutely you know, right. are, are, don't have the, the, the freedom to express any criticism of their religion. No, yeah, just, right. That's what I was thinking as she it's, was going yeah. through it. Oh, yeah. That's what I've always said, you know, especially yeah. the Abrahamic religion, they're dominionist by, by default, right? So yeah. they, they, they spouse freedom, freedom for everybody else but them. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to freedom of, of of your religion? No, no, yeah. no, no. That can't happen. Yeah. So, hmm. all right. So, but they don't hold any ill will against DC for this one. They That's DC good. was really nice, and they're like, yeah, basically, you can yeah, have yeah. the you can have the rights back to you, that. You can't you can't really blame DC. I mean, no. they're in a precarious position there. Oh yeah. So, did they really anger the public? You never know. They might start boycotting yeah. Batman movies now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Why take Batman? Batman versus Jesus. There we go. Oh Jesus. my god. Batman it. would win though. <laughs> but would he? Yes. It's Batman. Of course he'd win. Wasn't that the yeah. was that, that that stupid show they had Robot Chicken? Oh my god. <laughs> where, where, where Jesus goes with the Argonauts and he gets killed but he resurrects every <laughs> he gets smashed and he resurrects right away, he gets oh smashed and resurrects right away. <laughs> so, I'm surprised that show is still running. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Moving on during an interview on the Wall Builders Live radio show, yeah. and I just I love the name there. Wall Builders Wall Live. Builders? Wall, Wall Builders. Builders Live. It's Wall Builders. Wall Builders Live. We get yeah. in your way. <laughs> so Bob the Builder, and this is hosted by Christian pseudo historian David Barton. Pseudo, thank you. Leave. (laughs) Creationist Ken Ham claimed that it was a violation of the First Amendment for public schools not to take their (laughs) students on field trips to Ark Encounter or the Creation Museum. Leave. (laughs) Leave. Right now, just leave. (laughs) A violation of their first right? Their First First Amendment? Amendment. Why? Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. That arc encounter is having so huge, huge problems. Huge monetary oh, problems. Just because it's stupid. It just, is stupid. Whoever, whoever said that, just leave. Just go by. Just go by. He is desperate at this point. Yeah. What he's got to, this is what he's got to say about this. These people, atheists, are so scared that these students would actually hear some different thinking that they threaten them this way. So the way I responded was to offer any public school that brings students on a field trip to the Creation Museum now to do it in accord with the Constitution. And that is this, that they are to do it as an educational trip, you know, a field trip to learn about other perspectives about science and history outside the context of the classroom. The Ark is neither science nor history. Yeah, but if you come to the Ark, you leave with a Velociraptor. <laughs> He's just obviously never heard of separation of church and state. No, no. He? I mean, He's I, just trying totally, to get money. Yeah. He's, He's just sad, mad that he's not getting money. No, exactly. Money. And you know who should be even angrier about this? It should be the... Uh, taxpayers? The taxpayers in Kentucky. money like, went to me? this? Yes. Yes, they should feel... They should really be embarrassed yeah. by oh, this... Yes. this how many tons of paperweight they have there? And he doesn't think. What are you doing? He doesn't is, think that this is going to be promoting religion either. No, of course or not. Is he not getting the Christian schools to no, come and see? Nope. That's his problem. He can't even get his own. I, I he think, can't even get his own people to come and see. I think the entry fee to get into the Ark Encounter right now was like forty bucks. Would you really? Would you really pay forty bucks for for a tour of a, a boat like structure? It's, no. like, it's not like Science World that has a lot of interactive things and you're learning. Yeah. It's fun. And you can spend hours there and like not tire. It's just you walk around this 
boat thing and they're look animals yay yeah f- stuffed animals and stuffed dinosaurs and little sounds of animals like, over the speakers oh incest isn't bad and, and god said this and god said that you want to pay 40 bucks per person no. for that no, no. Way. i mean no i'd way. rather go pay 40 bucks to go see some like history thing exactly like, a war museum or something yeah well, that's can ham for you right yeah. so, oh yeah oh god <laughs> jesus i'm sorry are you good no i'm never Good. I'm sorry. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm scaring myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was that it? Yep. Yeah, okay. We're, we're good. Perfect. We're good. <laughs> so let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll be with uh, one of the guys. I'm not telling you which one. It's a mystery. From the Godless Heathens. Dun dun dun. What you don't know is they actually did rock paper scissors, and the one who lost ended up on the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm God. And I just wanted to make sure to tell you not to listen to Unapologetics on Stitcher and SoundCloud. That's Unapologetics with an X at the end. But, uh, yeah, definitely do not listen to the show. I mean, I swear to me, alright, I will murder my son. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of already did that, but, uh, don't, just don't listen to the show, okay? Hey, Lucy. Can you not can you not call me that, okay? We already went over what my name is, okay? It's Lucifer. Alright, look, Lewis. Uh, you wanna come with me? I'm gonna go fuck with this guy, Joe. No, don't don't do that, okay? Can you just leave him alone? Yeah, I'm gonna kill his family. No, don't don't do that. I'm gonna give him sores all over his body. Don't 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 do that. That's disgusting. And, uh, I'm gonna kill all of his livestock. Just, uh, stop stop saying things. Just stop. Yeah, I'm gonna blame the whole thing on you. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go, bud. Remember, don't listen to unapologetics on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Hey, definitely listen to that show. It's awesome. It's really cool. He's really a dick. I heard that. If your skepticism is socially conscious and doesn't take itself too seriously, you might like life, the universe, and everything else. People like Ray Comfort are fond of saying, what use is half a wing, right? Have you ever seen a fucking penguin? (laughs) Life, the universe, and everything else. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere else. I don't know, Zoom? Is that still a thing? And we have to realize that we are in a situation where people are flying planes into our buildings because they think God wrote their book and that they're going to get to paradise by dying in the right circumstances. And it seems to me a a point of of really exquisite obviousness that the response to this situation cannot be, sorry guys, God wrote our book and you're going to help. Lost at rock, paper, scissors, and that's how he ended up on our show. His name is Don Queen. He is one of the godless heathen podcasters. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Don, thank you so much for joining us at Left of the Valley and uh, my condolences. Oh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, we had a little Rochambeau contest, and uh, I came in last. <laughs> They'll all be envious when it's over. Don't you worry. Yes. Uh, no problem. Um, Jerry, like I said, Jerry had to go out of town. Jeff actually had somebody coming into town. So, um, so yeah, I was the only one that was available. Mm-hmm. But, 
But yeah, I'm glad glad to be here. Glad you're uh, glad willing to have, have us you. on the show. You can send us your psychotherapy bill at leftatvalley <laughs> at outlook.com. <laughs> well, I've been giving them a hard time. I told both of them that they didn't have the balls to follow Matt Dillahunty. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here, you know. No, <laughs> he is a hard act to follow, but you know, we're, we're confident you can do it. <laughs> Don, uh, you know Maybe we have a lot of listeners across Canada and a lot of places around the world. Uh, they might not be familiar with your show. Maybe you'd be so kind to give us a quick bio about yourself and uh, the, the Godless Heathens. Sure. Um, my, my name is Don Queen. Uh, we're all three of us. We're from um, exurban Atlanta, suburban Atlanta. Uh, we're about thirty minutes uh, outside of Atlanta, towards Chattanooga, and uh, our show is is basically the two taglines are: it's a show, uh, an atheist podcast. It's about a lot of things other than just atheism. And we, we have a tendency to fall down a lot of rabbit holes on, on our discussions. But uh, we, we, we try to take on some of the church and state separation type issues uh, that, that are going on uh, in, in this lovely political climate that we find ourselves in in the, uh, in the 50. But, uh, and especially here in, in, in the South and in Georgia uh, with uh, some of the recent election cycle news that we were big in yeah fair enough so what was the genesis of godless heathens how did that go, how did that all start it all started we had a local uh we had a local group and and jeff started that group a, a few years ago I, I joined the group about a year or so after it uh it came about um and my, my whole kind of journey into the atheism um you know activism and, and the atheist community uh my wife told me one day she said um i think i'm going to start going to church and i and my response was kickoffs at one whenever you get home I'll, I'll see you and it was about a week later i saw an article about sunday assembly and read it and showed it to her and because I asked her, I said, well, why are you thinking of going to church? And it was all it had nothing to do with religion. It was all fellowship, people, friendship, you know, camaraderie, you know, belonging to you know, that kind of stuff. And um, I was like, well, you can join a bowling league or a sewing circle or you know, there's a lot of things that will fulfill, you know, that other than, you know, a church. And, and we went to uh, Sunday Assembly for probably about six months and honestly the drive was just too much and we've ended up finding Jeff's local group and and been been in with them ever since and um, I think it, all, the whole idea behind the podcast derived at one of our book club discussions uh, we started kicking around the idea of, of doing a podcast because some of the discussions that we would have at the book club somebody made mention that this would make a good podcast some of these discussions that we had and um we, we came up with a couple of names that that turned to find out were already taken or had been taken and and, and dropped and, and never really went anywhere with it um like one of them the first one we had was uh pod damn it <laughs> i like it yeah yeah um we kind of played with that for a while you know oh my effing pod uh you know for the love of pod that kind of stuff uh imaginary friends i think somebody had already used that one as well and um and one day i was like fuck it let's just be the godless heathens I, and i got i googled that and was surprised that nobody i think somebody had did one back in like 11 or 12 as like a youtube channel and did like maybe a handful of videos and, and it and it died and and nobody had done anything with it with that moniker since so i was like surprised that we you know it was available and uh our twitter handle uh handle is is godless podcast i was i was shocked uh, you know that that was still available after i mean we because we just got started a year and a half ago mm -hmm. 
So, oh. so, so you guys are relatively new. You get that new podcast mail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we. Uh, it, it, it was funny. We put out our first episode, and you know, every day is a thing. If if you Google a, a date, it, it's like you know, International Spaghetti Day or yeah. whatever. You know, every, every day is a thing. And the day that our first episode went out was both National Secular Day or National Humanist Day. It was something along those lines. And it was International Podcast Day. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, perfect that day. We couldn't have planned it. You know, uh, we, we claimed we did, but we couldn't have planned it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And your show, essentially, it's like three guys just basically shooting crap and, you know, talking stuff about what's going on in the uh in, in in the the atheist community, and well, it's it's more the uh, we look at stuff in the news. We talk about uh, different things going on in 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 the different news cycles, and f- but from a secular perspective, and we try to talk about um, topics that have a church state separation kind of an angle to them, um, encroachment of religion into into everyday lives, that kind of things. So I got to ask you, because, you know, of course, as Canadians, we always have a tendency to watch what goes on in the United States with the current political um, situation in the States and the, the current uh, <clears throat> uh, mango Mussolini of a president. <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you guys feel about, you know, your, your, the community uh, and, and if it, is it thriving down where you are in Georgia? I, it seems like we, we've always have new guests or not new necessarily guests but we have new members that are, that are coming into our our local group and 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 some of the other local groups that are that are here in atlanta the atlanta free thought society um mandisa and uh, black non-believers is is based here in atlanta as well too and uh so we're active with with a lot of the other groups that that are in the atlanta area uh we also have i don't know if you know um ed buckner Oh yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, here yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, school with him. Um, yeah, he's no, he's local kidding. here in Atlanta. He was uh, he was just recently the interim president at American Atheist and was the president before Silverman. Mm. Uh, so, mm. but yeah, he's he, we've had him come out and speak to our group before, and and he he's still very active in the Atlanta uh, atheist community. Mm, fantastic. So, what plans do you have? I mean, you're you're a young group, which is wonderful. Um, what plans do you have? Are you happy with your with your format? Are you thinking of tweaking it? A, a little bit. Would there be a time when you might do interviews? What 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 do you look at? I have to go through Russ. He's not going to invite. Well, now, now that we have Skype, <laughs> we can. Yeah. Actually, we were talking about that. We've got a couple of people that we've talked to that are willing to come on the show, uh, which I'm shocked uh, to begin with. Uh, like what? Um, Greta Vosper, um, fellow Canadian, is has uh, agreed to come on our show. She, her, and Jeff are very good friends. Yeah. Matter of fact, she. Um, she presided over the wedding of one of Jeff's daughters oh. here in Georgia. She came down, yeah. And the other one, Ryan Bell did. So um, uh, Ryan Bell is also a, a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. And um, which, it was funny because Greta has, has agreed to come on as and be our first guest. There we go. And, and, and my, my initial reaction was, has she listened to the show? I mean, <laughs> did you send her a link? Does, does she know what she's getting herself into? It's nice to know and we're he, not yeah, alone. He, <laughs> He said he gave her a link. Now, whether she actually downloaded an episode and listened to it or not, that I mean, that's on her. But uh, <laughs> she, she has agreed to come on, so I think that's going to be the first one. Also, um, we've had some interest from uh, Cass that does the uh, Everybody's Agnostic mm-hmm. out of uh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know Cass? Yeah, well, I'm sure you don't know him, but yeah, I've heard of him. Bisley. 
Yeah, um, uh, he's. We got an email from him uh, about uh, about possibly doing a, some sort of a show swap as well nice. too. Nice, very, very nice. So, it sounds very promising. Mm-hmm. You guys, gonna, yeah, you guys could probably start with like a, since you, you don't have that in your format right now, but at least test the waters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, we we've been proudly lo-fi for as, as long as we. <laughs> we've been able, you know, we, it's you know it, one of the uh, one of the other taglines is three guys with one mic, and it's literally it's it's three guys sitting around a table in, in a spare bedroom with a blue yeti and uh, and just hashing it out. So with that. With what you guys talk about and just kind of with those rabbit trails you go down, is there any topic that you find you guys going back to a lot? Oh, yeah. Everybody's got their horse they beat. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, Jeff's very... um, uh, his big thing is evangelicals and and the evangelical um, society here here in uh, not just in Georgia but, but in, in America uh, and how how much influence uh, that they seem to be able to wield yes. and the the relationship with forty five. Uh, yeah. That um, that that's what keeps it you know that incredible <laughs> toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It takes two to be codependent, you know. Yeah. And um, and, and Jerry's—I uh, don't want to say he's, he's a uh, conspiracy theorist, but it, and it's not a, he's a conspiracy. His, his thing is the purview of like social media and and oh, okay. the, the how they, they they track you and yeah. and and, and, and you know, all that stuff, uh, all the Star Facebook Net. stuff that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard. Uh, matter of fact, I heard a really good line. That um, I, I needed, uh, I need to look up and send it to Jerry. It was, it was on, um, it was on the latest Bill Maher show. And mm-hmm. It talked about Zuckerberg and Putin being two blades on the same pair of scissors, mm-hmm. cutting up uh, our democracy. Mm-hmm. Was you know, the uh, the paraphrase of it. I have like said, <laughs> whoever said it said it much better than I just did. But uh, I need to look that one <laughs> and send it to him. That's right up his alley. Mm-hmm. And and my thing is, is I've always. Um, I, I never really was religious, so it wasn't like a deconversion for me. I never truly ever can remember believing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole idea of religion has fascinated the shit out of me. Mm. Can you cuss on your show? I'm yes. sorry. No, you can't yes, fucking yes. swear. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, always, that, that just religion itself, the history of the Bible, the history of religion, why why these people believe these things and these people believe th- those things, and all that kind of stuff has, has just been utterly fascinating mm-hmm. to me for as long as I can remember, you know. Mm-hmm. So is it, was it necessarily all the religions you find fascinating, or is it the, the particular Abrahamic ones? Well, that one I'm more familiar with yeah. than, than anything of growing up here. I'm sure if you know if I was born in Afghanistan and still had these same inclinations, it would you know, Islam would be my main focus. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's but those religions fascinate me as well too. Buddhism and 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 you know Hinduism and and you know all the shaman religions and all that stuff. Uh, this why people believe weird things it's just as always yeah. you know they've been fascinating uh, the epistemology of it you know the interesting thing about people who do podcasts like we do you will never we will never run out of topics oh we'll no never run yeah, out exactly. of something interesting something current something ancient something that people are controversial about and debate it's just you know whatever interests us 
um, um, it, it's good to go. It, it, because if it interests us, it's going to interest the audience. There's so many fascinating topics. Especially, to very true. Especially yeah. if you have a podcast like ours and like theirs as well. Because right. if it was a podcast like their podcast that strictly dealt with just atheism, you can only talk about atheism for so long. Yeah. Eventually, you got to branch out to something else because you can only yeah. say, well, you know, God doesn't exist. And you can only <laughs> say that like so many times before it becomes redundant, right? But I, th- I think and, you guys have a great formula in, in, in the way you, you guys are structuring your show. So kudos the, for The that. toughest part that I find is, is when you're talking about topical issues is not sounding dated quickly and, and yeah. taking the conversations <laughs> in, into areas that are more generally and more timeless than than yeah. the specific, you know, what's going on right now this week yeah. kind of a thing. Well, especially yeah. with Trump when literally if you don't listen to the news for three days, you it's like missing an episode of 24. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, 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 that's the toughest thing is there's so many things that come up when you do a show every other week that comes and goes before you have a chance to talk about it because by the time the next show rolls around that's last week and there's six other things that have happened (laughs) that that you need to talk about that that you you don't even get to those as well uh the last show i can give you a perfect example we had two or three things that we absolutely planned on talking about and jerry had just got back from being out of town he had an uncle that passed away and he, as we open the show, we, we, they bring, they usually bring beer. Sometimes we'll have whiskey or, or brown nice. liquor episodes, but mostly they yes. bring beer. They're, they're craft brew guys and they'll talk about what they're drinking. I'm, I'm more of a wine guy hey, uh, than, than a beer guy. But um, we, we kind of introduce what we're, ha- what we're having that night. And after we did that, Jerry was like, so I stepped, first, uh, stepped foot into a Catholic church for the first time in a few years. And the conversation just went off, and we never, ever got to any of the topics we planned on discussing. We, we <laughs> talked about you know, religious ceremonies like weddings and funerals and how you act as a, as a atheist when you go back and it's your family um, that, that many of them are still religious. Yes. And and they're going through the do, do you fake it or or do you you know I mean you don't stand up and go well, this is bullshit you know but but you how do you respectfully you know be yourself at the same time I know I fake so, all my orgasms with my family that's for sure yeah. <laughs> I mean sorry that's not what it <laughs> bleep it and there he goes again and bleep no just as an aside I had exactly the same experience when. Uh, a favorite niece died who was Catholic, and I went to through all of the, the funeral you had planning. A good experience. And we we talked about it a little bit on on our show, not not in depth the way you did, but it's true to go through that kind of experience um, and to be able to explain it from from all sides and to see it from all sides. It it's a it's a subject that you can go back to under you know a lot of different aspects, um, but it is it's a fascinating topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, my um, my wife really, for some reason, um, really enjoyed the last episode. I think more than anything else we did. So we can keep that going. <laughs> we'll be okay. But yeah, we um, we were listening to it last Saturday. I got it all edited and and, and ready to go. And before I uploaded it, uh, we had a we had a party. We had to work last Saturday, so we had about an hour drive. So we listened to it on the way over there. Well, and, let's, uh, let's just and she was thrilled with it. Yeah. Let's just make a pack right now. If we ever go on your show. 
Yep. You guys got to open up some Canadian Ro- Ro- uh, Crown Royal whiskey, right? Okay. That's actually my dad's favorite. There we uh, go. It, that, it has to be that, the, right? Oh, yeah. But we, we actually, we did have, when um, Manafort was taken down, uh, we brought in eight brown whiskeys, and we uh, we did a seep, uh, one sip for each one of those eight <laughs> counts. And uh, nice. had rise and, and blended and a, and a bunch of other stuff and uh, and just and just kind of had a little sampling session. No, no, while, no. While no talked yeah, about that. Be, be honest, it I wasn't did. one sip, was it? It was more like one <laughs> shot. Right? Well, I, I did find out I don't like rise on, on oh, that episode. Okay. Uh, the, but uh, if, yeah, if, we, if all of us liberals played the drinking game with what was going on Jesus. with the Trump we would all die. there would not be a sober liberal in the whole United States. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. So, so what, what, tell me something. What's coming on the pipeline for for uh, for Godless Heathens? There, where are you guys taking the show at this point? I mean, you guys have been uh, you you've tested the waters. You've been doing this for a year, a bit more. So, what do you, you guys plan on? Uh, you, you said you might expand into interviews. Besides that, where's Godless Heathens going? Um, I, well, I, I tell you one place we are going to be going, and y'all mentioned it on. Um on the episode with Zach a couple weekends ago. Uh, I'm going to NanoCon, so I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people there uh, in, in the next, uh, about a month. But uh, with the with the show, like I said, we're, we're looking, we're exploring the idea of, of doing, um, and, I, and that's the thing, I don't know um, if I want to necessarily do interviews or have guests on the show. And there's a big difference between those two mm-hmm. because some shows are interview shows, and, and they bring people on and, and and you can do that you have somebody that, that just put a book out or they just put a new whatever out and you can have them on where you know they're doing kind of like the the podcast uh, circuit um but our our show is more of a conversational show mm-hmm. and i i like the idea of instead of having somebody on and the three of us just ask him the same question he's already answered three times this week just have somebody come on and join the conversation, that, so to that, speak. That sounds like it would be, you know, really fun. To yeah. Listen to. Are there any topics? You know, are there topics your book? Are there topics your blog? Is there topics yeah. your video? You know, touches on that we could expand the conversation and just and deep dive into that a little mm-hmm. bit more. You know. Yeah. And because uh, that was one of the we we were talking about that. Um, and Jerry asked, well, if so-and-so comes on the show, what are we going to do? And I'm like, he's coming on our show. He, yeah. he, you know, <laughs> we're not going on their show. He's coming on our show. So we decide, you know, mm-hmm. what, what we're going to do. And, and we can do that if we want. Just have, you know, three topics and he, they can bring a topic if they want or whatever. And just, and just kind of have a regular show with an additional voice, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds like a really, mm-hmm. a way to keep true to your guys's brand almost like in how you're doing your show yeah and, exactly but expanding it yeah that that sounds like it'll be really interesting to listen to mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes some of the best podcasting is stuff that you ad lib anyway right? exactly yeah. if you get too much preparation it's, it's, too much scripting it's we all know that's where i live <laughs> we have the intro and the outro you want to get the email correct you want to get the you know the twitter handle correct and all that kind of stuff and uh but the for the body of the show, usually it's just a couple of words about a topic. You know, just kind of remember we want to talk about this. Remember we want to talk about that, and figure out some way to segue. You know, from from A to B, and, yeah. and, and get there. You know, 
Yeah. So, so it's it's interesting because you preempted one of my questions I wanted to ask you about your uh, no. uh, what, if you actually came out of the faith and you said you didn't. Uh, so you've been observing essentially atheism for quite quite some time. Uh, would you say there have been some? If you I don't know, take for an arbitrary time here, uh, the past decade or so. Would you say there's been changes in atheism in the United States or in Georgia in that in that uh, speck of time? I, to be honest, I haven't been that active in the community for too long. I've always been a non-believer. I remember having these kind of discussions, and, and not necessarily arguments, but more discussions with roommates for as, you know as far back as like the '90s uh, about religion and and that kind of stuff, and and pointing out that you know yeah at the time that that this so you know called you know savior you know apparently was nailed to a cross there were people that were walking down the street that believed that truly believed that the sun was a god who got in his chariot and rode across the sky and they were perfectly sane people they just believed crazy shit and um but like i said the the whole idea of religion has, has always been been fascinating to me and uh even and even though i wasn't ever really religious I did go to church growing up. Uh, I went to a Catholic church for a long time. Oh. And in high school, I dated a girl that was Baptist, and I went to a Baptist church for a, for a couple of years. And that was really eye-opening. Um, it was, even when I was in um, going to Catholic church growing up, uh, going through baptism, went through confirmation, um, but never, ever believed that any of it was real. Never understood why I had to go into the room and tell the guy behind the shade all the bad things I did. You know, um, I, used to, um, I used to have my own little loophole for a confession. Mm -hmm. I would tell the priest that I lied, and then I would lie to him. And I figured <laughs> that somehow got me out of lying to the priest that'd because be, I confess that I was lying. That'd be such a great thing. You do that with a, do that with a buddy. Which one can come up with the craziest story to tell the priest? And you, oh, you man. Just, it just goes up a notch every time, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, space but, aliens came, and I was raped by them. And, <laughs> and, and But I, I've said this before. I, I kind of lost my faith in, in, in all of that when I found out at a young age about Santa Claus. That's where it all kind of fell away. And because it was, it was Santa Claus and it was a tooth fairy and it was the Easter bunny and it was Jesus and it was God. Wait, 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 what do you mean those two don't, you know, don't, aren't these just more things I've never seen that I'm told about that somehow I need to be a good boy for. And I just kind of lumped all that together and I kept waiting. It was like I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe after a couple of years, they tell you that Jesus isn't real, you know. And I just, it was almost, it was really until I went to a Baptist church for the first time that I thought to myself, holy shit, these people really believe this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I always just expected all the other Catholics that I was going to Catholic church with were just in on the, you know, on, on the ruse. Mm -hmm. um, but it was until... I dated that girl in high school that they were saying grace at their house before that. I mean, that to me, that was, I mean, I, the family I grew up in wasn't very religious, obviously. Um, it was religion was something that, that mom did. Uh, mom took us to church. Uh, dad didn't go to church, mm -hmm. um, which that was, I, I think that was, may have been the crack in the door to, to open everything up. Cause I remember asking, well, how come dad doesn't have to go? 
And, uh, oh, he said he got enough when he was a child. Well, <laughs> at what point do I have enough that I don't have to go anymore? What's, what's that point? What, what am I working towards, you know? And, you uh, car with shut up, you get in the car. Models. You know, <laughs> kind of a thing. So, yeah, that. it's, it's been a kind of, kind of a weird journey with me in, in uh, religion. I, like I said, I, I attended a lot of church, but never, Never really believed what they what they were selling, you know. Just kind of get along, go along. Do you? Um, I I don't know. I, I was raised Catholic, and um, I had a similar experience to you. I, I never really understood, and I, God, I hated church. But it was one point uh, where I realized uh, in my early teens, and I was looking at the people around me, and it all seemed so robotic and monotone and fake. And yeah. that's when I realized the hypocrisy of it. And I'm th I thought to myself, none of these people truly believe this, you know, because it said there was no passion behind their singing. There was no, you know, there was no, you know, joie de vivre. There. It was so solemn. Yes. The whole thing is it, just solemn. Yeah. It was not I even solemn. Exactly it was like routine. Yeah. It was like routine. It was like boring. It was like, oh, this is when I realized the, 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 these people can't possibly believe this. They, they say it. They say they believe it, but deep down inside, I don't think they actually do. And it sounds like you had a similar experience. How, how old are you, Kevin? Uh, I'm 44. Okay. I'm, I'm about eight years older than you, so you were probably a little too young to remember hippie church. Do you remember when, when the Catholic Church went through its little hippie phase? You know, no. A lot of acoustic guitars and Michael rowing his boat ashore actually, and all that shit? Yes. Yes, I do remember okay. that. And actually, it's kind of funny because there was a, I remember the story of this one priest, a young priest, and he came, and instead of having the organ and all that stuff, yeah. he, he just sat down in the stairs and played his, his, his guitar, and he was actually expelled from the church Aww. because the, the members of the church thought it was not traditional enough, and they complained. Aww. And I thought, are you shitting me? This is the best. I, that happened. <laughs> I remember, and it must have been early 70s, uh, maybe mid-70s, that they actually had one service that was like acoustic church, mm. um, where if you were into that kind of a thing, they had it for a while, but and if you wanted the regular, like solemn type of a service, that was available before and after. Hmm. But... Now, yeah, I, I, I didn't. Real, I didn't remember. If you, I didn't realize if, if you remember when, when they had that little face. They yeah. went through. I mean, that was like the time when when Jesus Christ Superstar and Hair and all those kind of musicals were were, were big at the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, then, of course, they had that. Uh, what was that Monty Python movie, Life of Brian? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, the funny funny thing is, a lot of people don't know that uh, Canada used to have a blasphemy law. Used to. Uh, it, was just, it was just recently rescinded, and uh, that was the one time it was actually used. To stop oh for life of Brian for life of Brian to, to stop the movie to stop the movie from from being played I don't know if they were ever successful but I don't think so oh that's a medal of honor one way or the other <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> put that on the movie poster that's like our Twitter handle it says proudly blocked by Ken Ham <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking about adding and we're working on uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. This, uh, this is exactly what yet. we were talking to just before the uh, you came on there. We were talking about Ken Ham and how he was blaming atheists. This is your fault. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. Did you see he's having a counter uh, convention? American Atheists is in Cincinnati this this year, yep. uh, Easter weekend. 
at the across the border in, in Kentucky at the Arcade counter, they're going to have an answering atheism conference the same weekend. Uh, okay. Banana Man um, oh, no. Comfort is going to be there, and Ken Ham are having their counter atheist conference the same weekend. And uh, I mean, it's like two for one. I'm, we're 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 actually we're. We're kicking around the idea of possibly attending. Oh, uh, yes, you should. You I was just going to say, what a choice. You have to take in both rather than just go to one. Well, I know that um, I know that they there's a, a group there out of the, uh, the tri-state area that uh, they sponsor a big protest every year on the anniversary. And they've been taken through, like, guided tours with, and you can't see this, but I'm making air quotes, scientists that work at the Ark Encounter and we'll take them on a tour of, of the Ark Encounter and answer questions. And I can't imagine a better way of spending a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Sounds um, like fun to me. <laughs> Sounds like the best day ever. Oh, yeah. Hold oh, on. Yeah. I gotta pause everybody here for a second. I've got this buddy of mine. I gotta hold on a sec. Go ahead. Hey Terry, can I call you back in about like a few minutes here? No, I'm in the middle of a recording with a guest on Skype and you're the the phone keeps buzzing. Uh, way to go! I'll call you back, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Oh, oh, oh God! <laughs> he says, he "says Terry, can I call you back?" He says, "Why are you jerking off?" <laughs> <laughs> no, Terry. I'm in the middle of. It's like, oh. Well, there's an editing. So it's nice to know you're there. you're like that outside of the podcast. <laughs> You know what? This is funny enough. I might actually just keep it in here. It's like I, I showed my wife a meme not too long ago um, where it said, what is this all over the keyboard? And, uh, and oh boy. Yeah, it's it's not what you think. I was eating ice cream. And, and do you know how hard it is to jack off and eat an ice cream at the same time? <laughs> The covers of Dog Queen are not necessarily those of Lifted the Valley, subsidiaries, employees, and raise <laughs> Oh, Don, oh, thank you so much for coming on the show to explain he all this. He survived. survived. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I enjoyed it. But the plug, the, the, the mic is all yours, my friend. Be shameless. Plug yourself. Plug your show. If people want to find out more about the Godless Heathens, where can they reach you? Um, we're at Godless Heathens at uh, Yahoo. Uh, yeah, Godless Heathens at Yahoo.com. That's our uh, email. And you can find us at Godless Podcast on the Twitter. And we're on every podcatcher app. Uh, just And if you just Google Godless Heathens Podcast, we're the first thing to come up in, in Google. And um, did you want me to do a, uh, a promo? Sure, if you want to. Go ahead. All right. Um, this is Don Queen from the Godless Heathens Podcast, and I took a left at the valley. Wow, didn't even have to Whoa, <laughs> nice. walk him through. You're with it. You said so we prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. we go. And that was Don from the Godless Heathens. Yeah, we Great need, guy. Yeah, we need to send him the badge, I survived left at the valley. <laughs> I survived left at the valley, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. There you go. Yes. And yes. we have t-shirts. We have, there's a t-shirt. We have t-shirts. Yeah, we got to do that one. We need some merch going here, guys. <laughs> yes, we need yeah. Hey, gee, you, come on. This is all coming out of my pocket. It's an easy thing for you guys to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're not well, the ones that brought it up. So I recommend you guys like, here, listen to them, uh, the Godless Heathen Podcast. Oh, he great. was a lot of fun. They're great yeah, guys. Great. They're great guys. They're doing a great show, and uh, yeah. they're doing. Uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on them because they're going places. So keep an eye out. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, guys. 
And thank you to Don for being with us and thank you for listening. You can follow us at leftatvalley.com. You can follow us at uh, Facebook, on Twitter, at LEDV Podcasts. Send us an email at leftatvalley at outlook.com. We got our five year anniversary coming up. Send us some questions. You want us to answer some questions about, you know, uh, what proficient martial art does Nancy do and stuff like that? We'll answer those questions for the five-year anniversary. And send your complaint to Nancy on the third floor, but duck the incoming knife. <laughs> All right, coming up. Next week, we'll have the Skeptical Texans. Oh. Which are these guys that go from church to church explaining what is an atheist. So that'll yeah, be interesting. one of my favorite states. And we'll, uh, the week after that, we'll be talking to... Steve DeMarco with Atheist News. So that's going to be interesting. The week after that, we'll be talking to the guys from the Utah Outcast. We'll be talking about Mormonism. And now on the 23rd, we have our anniversary show. And then for the sixth year of LATV, we start strong with Richard Carrier. So that's going to be fun. And then in April, we'll be talking to Joel, Professor Joel Backen about what kind of person are corporations. I'm so excited for this. And, of course, also in April, we'll also be talking to Dr. Matthew Hussinger, and we'll talk about conspiracies. So we got lots of great stuff coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great, great stuff. Perfect. Anything else I need to add to this before we close it off for another week? Uh, No. No? Well, good. No snippy comment? No nothing? Do you want me to? Yeah. Well, I'm, just, I'm so ending. used to it by now. I'm just surprised there isn't. That's... Keep people on their toes. All the excitement is towards the new vehicle. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, here right, we go. Yeah. When your vehicle tells you to All right, right. Change, so it was a great time, get the guys. the change. Yes, take care of your vehicle. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Oh, yeah. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. You guys are in Georgia, like, on purpose? (laughs) (laughs) I've been here um, most of my life. They both from the north. Uh, Jerry's from Michigan. He moved down for uh, a job at CNN. That's even worse. My God, they moved to Georgia? Yes. Oh, oh, I don't know. But, yeah, I I live, we we live in different districts. I'm in uh, Loudermilk um, in his district. I forget who it is. Yeah. Who, uh... That's what Silent Hill. Silent Hill, and then you get louder. The system is broke down, working backwards in the only action of tactic I plan to practice now is to attack them. The parties of God's hands are bloodstained, millions of murders by believers, and they're all in God's name. And let me take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful. That many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed, I'm an atheist.